We are now here on episode six of the Just Ballin' podcast. Thank you all that have shown your support on the first five episodes. Either it's listening on Spotify, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts. And I really appreciate those that leave nice comments on YouTube and review and rate on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot to me. So yeah, we have a solo pod here for you guys today on episode six. We're going to be talking about if the Spurs should trade DeMar DeRozan or Marcus Aldridge this season. Is Luka a top 15 player overall? And should the Pistons trade Andre Drummond? Who's interested and should they tank? So yeah, the first thing we are going to talk about is should the San Antonio Spurs trade Marcus Aldridge or should they trade DeMar DeRozan? Now, the San Antonio Spurs have had a really disappointing start to the 2019-2020 season. As I'm recording this on November 22nd, they are 5-10, which is third to last in the Western Conference, and it is a bottom 10 record overall in the NBA. This is the worst team they've had by far in the Greg Popovich tenure, or at least before they did get Tim Duncan. Now, it's not it's not like the Spurs to be losing. They are one of the worst defensive teams in the league, which you kind of expect to improve over the year you wouldn't expect for that to maintain uh, or maintain excuse me i don't know why i said mainstay but yeah defensive rating wise they are the third worst team in the nba third worst team the only teams that are worse than the spurs are the warriors the g league warriors and the washington wizards and then if we look at their offensive rating numbers it's it's okay it's they're actually fifth in offensive rating in the nba but they are one of the more slower teams in the nba but they do have a negative net rating at negative 2.6, which puts them at 19th in the NBA with teams like the Bulls, the Wizards, and the Magic in front of them, who also haven't been very good. So yeah, we're going to talk about if the Spurs should be moving on from DeMar DeRozan or Marcus Aldridge. Now, it's going to be hard to trade either one of them because neither one of them is really shining with value at any point in their career. They are both over 30. DeMar DeRozan is 30 years old, I believe. I just want to double check that before I say he's 30. Yeah, he's 30. He turned 30 107 days ago. And then when Marcus Aldridge is older, he is 34. He'll be 35 uh, come the start of next year's season. Now, Marcus Aldridge is still a solid offensive player, averaging 18 points, seven rebounds this year. He looks great in the post like he's had in his career and from mid-range. He's not much of a floor spacer. He doesn't shoot the three at all. But his defense isn't very good anymore. He's 34. He's in the last year of a fully guaranteed contract. His contract for next year's season is around 20 mil like it is this year. It's 24 mil, but it is not fully guaranteed. It becomes fully guaranteed on Wednesday, October 3rd. So I believe actually it's it's already fully guaranteed for next year. Or it's, I, I actually, I believe it's partially guaranteed. I'm not going to say it's fully guaranteed. I believe it's partially guaranteed for next year's season. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a weird it's been a weird season so far for the Spurs, and I think that they definitely should move on from Marcus Aldridge. Now, like I think it would be more of a Marcus Saul return. Now you'd have to find the team that could match the salary of Aldridge, and that'd be willing to give up with maybe a young player and a pick. Now, the the Grizzlies didn't keep their young player in Delon Wright, who they got from Marcus Saul. But you'd expect the Spurs to look for something of a similar package. I think at this point Aldridge is better than what Gasol was last year, but obviously Gasol is more of a passer floor spacer, and he's a better defender than uh, what Marcus Aldridge is at the current moment. So if you're trying to think of teams that would try to make this win now move, I honestly don't even know 
who they would go, like what team would be calling for Lamarcus Aldridge, given he's 34. I mean, they would have to have bad contracts. So maybe if like a team like Charlotte was bad and they wanted to make the playoffs if they were a fringe team and all they had to do was give up like Cody Zeller in a second round pick and like Billy Hernan Gomez, I think they would do that. I, I don't really know any other teams. Like maybe, I don't even think the Nets, they can't really afford to do so on that. I'm maybe like a team like the Orlando Magic, but we're going to talk to, about them more for the uh, DeMar DeRozan side of things. But yeah, it's there's not a lot of teams I think that would try to go after LaMarcus Aldridge because it would have to be a win-down team. I don't think like the Bucks can create cap space. The Miami Heat, maybe. I actually think if the Miami Heat, like if the Spurs were like, all right, we'll take two seconds at this point in Aldridge's career, which I don't think they would do. Like, would the Heat, okay, like in a world, would you trade Kendrick Nunn, James Johnson, and let's say... I don't know, Dion Waiters and a second round pick for Aldridge, or is that too much giving up Kendrick Nunn? That's something you have to think about. I'm sure like the Rockets would really like him, but obviously they would they would have to move like Eric Gordon, which they're probably not doing since they just re-signed him. The Denver Nuggets would be interesting, but they don't really need any more front court guys, if we're being honest. So yeah, I really think that maybe maybe the Miami Heat would be somebody that would take on Marcus Aldridge. I don't see the Lakers, Bucks, I don't even see the Celtics who can't really afford to do so doing that or like Dallas or not even LA or Indiana Phoenix Phoenix would be interesting to put them at the four but they would have to I guess they would yeah you know what if Phoenix is contending would they would I think that would actually they would have a pretty good package because they could start off with Ty Johnson and then a second round pick and then maybe they could throw in like a Javon Carter and Eli Okobo ah I don't know if the Spurs would really be intrigued by any of those guys or they would ask for Mikel Bridges I mean, who's a great defender, or Dario Sarge. Okay, actually, would the Spurs accept at this point, like, Eli Okobo, Tyler Johnson, and Dario Sarge, along with a second-round pick for LaMarcus Aldridge, and let's say a filler player that could be thrown in there, maybe like a Jakob Pertl, um, or somebody maybe the Spurs don't value as much, um, as like as much as maybe they would value, like, a Dario Sarge, who would be a restricted free agent, but they would, you know, like, they would definitely um, be able to get the, the fullest potential out of Dario Sarge. So, like, maybe the Spurs could just throw in, like, a Trey Lyles or Damari Carroll. That's if maybe the Suns are a fringe playoff team. So, yeah, I actually do like the Suns or the Heat, maybe going after Marcus Aldridge, because if, yeah, okay, because the Suns, I, I would be respectable starting five if they rolled out Rubio, Booker, Oubre, Aldridge, Aiden. Aiden slash Baines, that's pretty solid. That definitely is. So I actually would like to see maybe the Suns, but do they want to give up one of the young players? But if they're not even going to bring back Sarge next year, why not? Why not try to trade for Marcus Aldridge? So yeah, I, I definitely think that they should move um, Marcus Aldridge, and I gave you guys two teams with two possible scenarios in the Heat and Suns that could possibly go after Aldridge. Or I think it would be interesting if they just intrigued or put their feet in the water on Aldridge. Now, moving over to DeMar DeRozan, who I think would have a little bit more value than Aldridge, given he's only 30, but he does have a player option at the end of this year's season, so he will be, I think he'll opt out. Uh, it's a $27 million player option. I think he'll be looking for more of a long-term deal in a less talented free agency pool, because in 2021, it's, it's loaded. So I don't think he's going to get as much money, but he'll be probably the best player on the market if Anthony Davis resigns, so he could definitely look for a long-term option by a team maybe looking to overpay for somebody. But yeah, he's 30, still doesn't take threes. He's not a great defensive player. He's still a very solid offensive player. At this point in his career, I think he would have to be the third option if you're trying to compete for a title. 
maybe a second option if you have a really good number one. But if he's your number one option, you're probably not going to go far unless you're surrounding him with like the best supporting cast in the league. But yeah, DeMar DeRozan, he is shooting 54% on twos. He has taken not a lot of threes this year. Four. He hasn't hit one of them. I would hope that the, like his new team would maybe convince him or encourage him to take more threes. But I definitely think the Spurs should rebuild. I do. I think they should look to maybe get a top pick in the draft if they can land a top 10 pick. And who knows? Maybe the Spurs, they've been playing it well for the last decade. They would get some luck in the lottery. Maybe land a top three pick. But even not, they could add a top 10 pick to Derek White, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Lucas Samanek. It would be, it would be, I think, a step in the right direction, and then maybe Pop would hang it up, maybe make Tim Duncan their head coach for the future, or Becky Hammond. Uh, I, I would like to see more Derek White and DeJounte Murray. I think we've seen less than 50 minutes total from those guys this year. I think, honestly, it's not a lot. I think, actually, it might be less than 10 minutes. I was listening to uh, the Ringer podcast with Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon, and I think Kevin O'Connor said they played around four minutes. Like, uh, this was about last week. So far this year, when Derek White and DeJounte Murray could be a really nice defensive backcourt. So you'd like to see more like Walker White, uh, Walker White, Walker, like three-man lineups on the floor. So teams that I think would go after DeMar DeRozan now. I, I, the first one that shoots out to you is definitely the Orlando Magic, who are without Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon for um, some time. I know uh, Vuce is going to be reevaluated in 7 to 10 days. Now, the Orlando Magic are one of the worst offensive teams in the league. Now, I don't think that they would want to give up Aaron Gordon. I think that they could maybe, like, if obviously the Spurs can get Aaron Gordon for DeMar DeRozan, they will do so. But I don't think that they would give up Aaron Gordon for DeRozan. I think they'd rather use Aaron Gordon in a bigger fish um, or a bigger name, like a D'Angelo Russell, who's a lot younger than DeRozan and can actually spread the four a little bit. But yeah, if you're trying to think of a package that the, the, um, the Magic would have to um, come up with. Now, I think it would have to start at Evan Fournier because he is making 17 mil a year. So you'd only need to get 10 more mil out there. So if you were to throw out Evan Fournier, who I think the Spurs would actually like using. So let's say we throw out Evan Fournier. Hmm. And then um, it would have to probably be DJ Augustine to make the salary cap work. Now, I don't know off the top of my head if they have any trade exceptions. Or Alfred Camino. Okay, so yeah, I think it would have to be Evan Fournier. Because I don't think Mozgov's contract's on their books anymore. So Fournier and then either Augustine or Aminu. And then probably a first-round pick. I think it would have to be an unprotected first-round pick. Now, I don't know if San Antonio really likes Ken Birch or Wesley Wundu. I don't think that the Spurs would give up Isaac or Fultz. Maybe they would entertain Bamba. Like, would you do Fournier, Augustine, and Bamba for DeRozan? Or would you do... Fournier, Augustine, Bamba, and a protected first for DeRozan. Maybe you don't even need to give up Augustine so you can keep your offensive point guard, who's still not very good. But yeah, let's say you did Evan Fournier, Mo Bamba, and a lottery protected first. So if you make the playoffs, they give this first goes to San Antonio, and then the Spurs get Mo Bamba, who they could try to make amends of because, you know, he hasn't been very good in his career so far in his first two years. Now, and then they would also get a first-round pick. That, you know, the Spurs could definitely use that to its fullest potential. So, yeah, I think the Magic are definitely a team that I would really like to see inquire about DeMar DeRozan. Now, another team that might get desperate is the Detroit Pistons. Because if they are trying to bring back Andre Drummond, if, like, they're, that's their full goal is to bring back Andre Drummond. And then Blake Griffin's still under contract for a couple more years. You could try to go for a win-now move. Now, you are 4-10, so... But they're only, I believe, two and a half games back in the eighth seed as I'm recording this. They are, let's see, they're 4-10. 
and then the eight seed is six and eight. So yeah, they are about they're game in, uh they're two games out of the eight seed, which is the Orlando Magic. So a Detroit Pistons trade, like obviously they're not throwing in Blake or Andre Drummond or Derrick Rose. So hmm, let's see what it would look like. I think it would have to be Reggie Jackson. Maybe Reggie Jackson, Langston Galway, and your unprotected first this year. Maybe. The Spurs also would probably extra maybe Seiku Dumbia. So maybe Seiku Dum um Seiku Dumboya. Seiku Dumboya. Excuse me, I butchered his name. So Seiku, Reggie Jackson, and a first. That's something like and then they could actually keep uh Kennard. They could r roll out a Kennard Galloway. Uh Kennard no, 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 um, not a Kennard Galloway, excuse me, a Rose Kennard, uh, DeRozan, Blake Drummond starting five, that's actually not terrible, and your bench would be Tony Snell, <laughs> they're still paying Josh Smith, Tony Snell, Markeith Morris, Langston Galloway, that's not a bad three-man bench, and then Bruce Brown as well, and then they, they can obviously play the buyout market, I would actually like that, but I don't think this, the Pistons, with like the lack of young talent, would give up on Duboya, I don't think they would. I think they would want to roll with him and Kennard and then their first round pick this year. So yeah, I, I don't think that the I don't think that the Pistons would do it, but I think they would be a team that would definitely be interested in DeRozan. Uh, maybe the Sacramento Kings, but I like they just re-signed Barnes, so uh, I don't think that they would be looking at that. Timberwolves, maybe if Wiggins wasn't doing what he's doing this year, but I don't think they would be interested in. So yeah, I really think it's just those two teams for each the the uh, for Aldridge and DeRozan, Suns and Heat, because I think the Suns, like Aldridge would be a really nice buy low guy if the Suns are trying to make the playoffs this year, um, and then the Miami Heat, and then the Miami Heat could also try to go after DeRozan as well, pair him up with Jimmy Butler, I don't think that they necessarily would, but they would, they have the salary definitely to match, they could probably throw into something like a James Johnson, a James Johnson, a Myers Leonard, but they don't have the picks, they would probably have to throw in like a Kendrick Nunn in there. Or, like, definitely Kizio Paolo, like, Duncan Robinson, something like that. So, yeah, I, I think that the Suns and Heat would be interesting. Um, trade, I guess, suitors for Marcus Aldridge. And then the Pistons and Magic for DeMar DeRozan. So, now, that is going to segue us into talking about should the Pistons trade Andre Drummond. And, apparently, a rumored team that is interested in going after him in the offseason. Yeah, so now we are going to talk about should the Detroit Pistons look to move Andre Drummond if they feel he will not be returning to them and opt out of his contract in the offseason. Now, Andre Drummond is definitely the league's best rebounder. I don't really think there's any discussion about the league's best rebounder. I think it's Andre Drummond. I think he's undisputed the best rebounder in the NBA. He's averaging 18 points this season and a career-high 17 rebounds, uh, which is leading the NBA at the current moment. He's a very solid rim protector, averaging 2.1 blocks a game, uh, a steal and a half. He's actually really good in the passing lanes, and then three assists tonight. So Andre Drummond is a player you want to have on your team, but he's not your top three scoring option. I know he's averaging 18 points a night, but you really, on a championship team, maybe the third scoring option, maybe, but you want probably two 20-point-per-game-plus scores around him. So yeah, like a DeRozan and a Blake Griffin. So if they feel that Drummond is going to leave, will they look to explore him? Now, Andre Drummond is 26. He will be getting paid this summer by some team. Um, he'll probably get a four to five year deal, I would guess, if he opts out. Probably, he's making 28 mil now, um, and I think he thinks he'll get more in a pretty weak free agency class. Um, or he's making 27 mil this year, 28 mil next year if he opt in. So I think that a team would give him like a four year, like 140, which would be more than 30 mil a year, would be north of that. And a team that um, was reported 
by, um, I believe, Sean DV of Heavy.com. Don't know how reliable it is. It was on Real GM that the Hornets will be suitors for Andre Drummond. They will have max cap space in 2020. Um, apparently, a executive told TV.com that he'll be a priority there. Um, it's just a matter of whether they make him a priority now or give up or try to trade for him or make the move later on. So, yeah, it's looking like the Hornets are going to go after him. Now, that'd be an interesting fit with Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, Bridges, Monk, um, PJ Washington. That would actually be really cool. PJ Washington and Andre Drummond as your four and five. I think that could easily work because PJ Washington can spread the four. Now, if they were to give up something for Andre Drummond, I don't think they would want to give up Washington or Graham. So maybe it would be like Monk, Bridges, and a first. Oh, that's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, maybe it would be Bridges, a first, and like obviously Sari matching. So like Cody Zeller, Nicholas Batum, Marvin Williams, one of those guys. Probably not Batum because he's under contract for like two more years. So yeah, I don't know if the Hornets really could offer the best deal for Andre Drummond now. Team, like, center is a premium position in the NBA. There's a lot of good centers that you really wouldn't want to look to upgrade um, at that position in the NBA. I'm trying to think. Let's see. Like, like, let's look at the best teams in the NBA and would they go for Andre Drummond? Because obviously, you would probably want to be a win-now team um, that maybe isn't the Hornets. So, Lakers, no. They just don't have the assets to get it done. Bucks, I doubt it. I really do. Uh, Miami, don't think they have the assets to get it done. Toronto, oof. But I don't think they would move Marcus Saul, Ibaka, and Boucher's been playing pretty good. So no. Celtics, yes. Like, that would be a team. But they would have to give up Gordon Hayward. And would the Pistons, like, want? I mean, if they were offering, like, Gordon Hayward, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, and maybe the Memphis pick. I mean, honestly, okay. If that Memphis pick, I would actually take that for Andre Drummond. If you can get, like, Gordon Hayward... The Memphis pick and Grant Williams, yeah, but I don't think Boston would do that, not in the slightest, so we can move on from there. Dallas, no. LA, no. Houston, no. Denver, no. Indiana, no. Phoenix, no. Utah, no. Philadelphia, no. OKC, doubt it. Um, Magic, no. I mean, Wizards, but would the Wizards give up Hashimura? Would that even be enough in a first? Uh, Timberwolves, no. Bulls. Now, this wouldn't happen because I don't think the Bulls would make that move. But yeah, it would be kind of interesting if they threw out Wendell Carter Jr. or uh, Wendell Carter Jr. or um, Lowry Marketing for Drummond. But I, no, I don't see that happening. Spurs would be fun, but I, I don't think the Spurs would do that. Pels, I, I mean, I would like Pels, but no, they, they wouldn't do his. Um, Kings, hmm. But the Kings wouldn't trade Fox, Bagley, or Heald. Um, I mean, they would probably give up their unprotected first this year and like bogey. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't think it would get done. Yeah, I don't really know a team that would really go after Andre Drummond. Like Boston would probably try to inquire, but they probably don't want to give up the Memphis pick. So I don't think they would do that. So Charlotte, who has one of the league's worst net ratings, they are currently 27th in net rating. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Maybe would have to go after him, but why go after him if they think they could offer him a five-year or a four-year max in the offseason? Yeah, why Why would you give up Bridges and Monk? Because I don't think they would want to move Washington or, or Graham at the moment. Um, yeah, would you give up Bridges and or Monk and your unprotected first or a future first for Drummond? I don't think so. So I really don't know how many teams would really go after Drummond, but if I'm the Pistons, I'm trying to lock him up, and then I'm trying to trade Dumbuya. Uh, if you lock him up, and then you can move Seku. Um, like I just talked about for DeMar DeRozan, I think you gotta, you gotta go for that. 
because you're not going to do anything with this team. You're 4-10. You're not very good. And Blake's only getting older. D-Rose is only getting older. It's just... You got to make a win now move or you got to start your rebuild, which you should have did, which you had a perfectly good scenario, but they went for Blake Griffin and then they got stuck in purgatory. Uh, I've talked about it plenty of times. They could have drafted Shaco just Alexander or somebody around that pick, um, but they traded that away, traded Tobias Harris away. And yeah, maybe they could have traded Tobias Harris down the line for future assets and built around Kennard and Drummond. Who knows? But yeah, they went for, they went for Blake Griffin and... And now they're kind of stuck. And we're going to have to see what Ed Stefanski... They don't even have a true GM. He's not even their true GM. They're going to have to see what Ed Stefanski can do. Or they might need to look for new um, new front office like um, personnel. Because I don't know. They're, they're in a really weird position. If they can't get it done, they could really set this team back. Um, maybe Daryl Morey will be on the market soon. Because I know um, him and that uh, the owner of the Houston Rockets um, don't have the best relationship in the world. I believe it's Tim... Tim, uh, Klee? Tim Kilman, Tim Kleeman, um, Till, no, no, I was way off, Tillman for Tina. that is the owner, wow, I, I was way off from that, but yeah, I think that the, the, the Pistons should not stay put, either move Andre Drummond, or move, or make a move for DeMar DeRozan, I think you gotta do one of those two, um, or Chris Paul, but no, I, I like, is Chris Paul that much better than Derrick Rose at the moment, no, but I think DeMar DeRozan would help this team out. It would be a really weird fit in general. But hey, if you're going to put DeMar DeRozan and Blake Griffin on the court in the East with Kennard moving off ball, D. Rose, who's still a very solid passer, Drummond as a rebounder, I think it could work. I don't think it would really make you go to the Eastern Conference Finals work. But I think you could actually win a playoff series. So yeah, you know what? I would like to see the Pistons go after DeRozan instead of um, trading Drummond. But who knows? Maybe they are going to just resign Drummond and then the Spurs are just going to resign DeRozan anyway so yeah that is my take on if the Pistons should move Andre Drummond or not so yeah on to our final topic the biggest sensation this season has probably been Luka Doncic now he hasn't probably been the best player but I tweeted out and we talked about it on the last pod my top five in MVP I have Giannis at one LeBron at two and then Luka at three Luka is 20 years old guys he is 20 years old he'll be turning 21 this season and he's averaging 30 points a game, 29.9 to be exact, 9.5 assists, 10.5 rebounds, he's shooting 34% from 3, and he's actually improved on defense this year. 100%, he's definitely improved on defense this year. He's leading the league in win shares per, per 48, and box plus minus, and Vorp, which is crazy from a 20-year-old. He's good, guys. He's, I think, got arguably the best passing vision in the NBA, and he's 20. He's up there. It's probably him, Trey Young, and LeBron that have the best passing vision. I think it's better than Westbrook. Like, when he, when you just watch him on any possession where he drives up the floor, watch him against the Knicks, especially where uh, Frank Yokin was guarding him. He passes it to literally somebody you did not think was open. It'll either be DeLon right in the corner, Maxi Kleber in the corner, or he'll just drive left and then swing it out to Kristaps on top of the break. It's, it's crazy his passing vision. So, yeah, we're going to discuss if he's a top 15 player in the NBA. I, I, at the, like, overall, this season he's been top five. I think. I think we can honestly make a case for him being top 10. Now, guys, we're going to say that are definitely better than him, that there's really no debate. If you're really not going to be too recency biased on him this year, and we could say guys like you would want on your team in a seven-game series that you would think is better than Luka Doncic. So, hmm. Okay, so one, definitely we have Giannis. We have LeBron, so that's two. We have James Harden, so that's three. We have Steph Curry, that's four. Kevin Durant, that's five. Now, I know Curry and Durant are hurt, but we're just going to say fully healthy overall. Those are definitely five. Now, I would still have Embiid, even though 
He does get hurt, and I think very soon we will pick Luka over Embiid. I think I would still take, uh, well, I would still take Jokic, take Kawhi, and I'll take Paul George. So that's nine players, and I would take Damian Lillard. So that's ten players, I think. So it's hard to make a case, but honestly, I could make a case, or you could make a case for Luka over Joel Embiid. But then other guys you would have to take into consideration is Jimmy Butler, is Carl Anthony Towns, which I, I think I would take Cat over Luka. I think I would take Luka over Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler is still a really good defender, so that's tough. And then also Kyrie Irving, that's hard. Klay Thompson went healthy. I would probably have Luka over Draymond Green. Yep. Uh, Kemba Walker, but I think I would have Luka over Kemba Walker. Pascal Siakam, that's another player. Okay. But I think you can make an argument for Luka at top 15 overall. I definitely think you could. Um, if we just base it off, like, he's leading the week in VORP. If we look at win shares, um, this is according to basketball reference. He's second in the NBA behind um, James Harden. I actually do like the win shares and VORP stat. I think they are really good stats. You can look into it. VORP, uh, VORP is basically war in baseball. Um, it's a box score estimate of the team's uh, 100, team, uh, 100 possessions per team. Um, and it's taken at a replacement level. Uh, so you do, like, box plus minus. Um, I think times, like, negative 2.7. Uh, and then you take into consideration their minutes played um, and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think Luka is top 15. I mean, would you have Rudy Gobert over him? It's tough. I think if we're going to go to his position, which is a shooting guard, uh, which is a point guard, uh, at least that's where I believe he plays most of his uh, possessions. In his rookie year, he played... Oh, okay, no. He played 71% of his um, possessions at shooting guard, 21 at small forward, 8 at point guard. But this season, 74% of his... Uh, position estimate is at point guard and 26 at shooting guard. So if we're saying he's a point guard, what point guards are better than him? Curry? Willard? I, I think I'd rather have Luka over Ben Simmons. So yeah. Uh, I mean, you could say Kemba or Russ. Kemba, Russ, and that's it, I think. I think I think Luka's already a top five point guard. Um, and I think you could definitely make a consideration for top 15. Top 10, I don't think we can yet, especially with KD coming back. You think Clay's better? Um, Kawhi, like the guys I mentioned, obviously, but then it's a debate. Do you think who's better, Cat or Doncic? It's hard because they play completely different positions. Who's better, Luca or Jimmy Butler? Luca or Kyrie Irving? Luca or Kemba Walker? It is definitely difficult, but this season, Luca has been a top five player 100%. If you want to say he's overall, we got to see if we can take the Mavericks to the playoffs, if you can help them maybe get out of round one. We'll see. But yeah, I think the Mavericks definitely have. I think Luka is going to be, I don't think he'll ever be the best player in the NBA because he's just close in age with Giannis. And I think by the time like Giannis starts to regress, Luka's going to get to that point where he won't be the best player in the NBA because Giannis is only 20, or he's turning 25 very soon. But I think Luka's peak is definitely, I think, a top three player in the NBA. And I think he could definitely hit that in the next, within the next five years, 100%. Because Pascal Siakam, I think, I think I'd rather have passed, mm, it's tough. It's tough, Pascal or Luka Doncic. I might want to tweet that out, honestly, because that is definitely an interesting debate. But yeah, that is my take on if Luka should be a top 15 player. So that is going to wrap out the pod. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed episode 6, installment 6 of the Just Ballin' Podcast. If you guys are on YouTube, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. And let me know maybe topics for next week you guys want to talk about. I'll probably uh, bring back Mailbag for next week and then hopefully have a guest on next week as well. And then... On Apple Pod, if you guys could really write a review, I appreciate that so much. Or just rate. If you can give me five stars, I would appreciate that a lot. But yeah, that is it for me. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. And I love you guys like, uh, like always. And I will see you guys in episode seven.
Peace, y'all.